This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We know the way Denmark have gone in their previous matches. They've had very clear strategies when they've been behind. They've gone with 4-2-4 basically and, and thrown everybody forward and... We needed to keep pressure on at the front, but um, but to uh, to have the numbers there to deal with the balls in the box. And um, in the end, Raheem was causing so many problems and was so difficult to play all night that it was going to have to be Phil or Jack to to come off. And uh, yeah, we, we we made that decision. Not not an easy one, but Jack has totally understood it. And um, in the end, he said to me, "Well, Gaffer, it doesn't matter." <laughs> No, not really bothered really we've got to the final but I must say I thought he had absolutely the impact we were looking for at the moment when he came into the game I mean Bukayo had actually settled into the game he, he started a bit nervously but he was playing well but we just felt that Jack could give us even more at that moment and Raheem running at Vestergaard on the other side um, was, a, was a change we, we fancied seeing as well um, so all of those attacking players with Harry as well gave a fantastic contribution tonight. Going around them all and Sterling down in the box. It is a penalty for England. Sterling has done that all night and in the end he was just too tricky. Michael saves Kane is there to follow in Wembley is alive and thundering with noise (laughs) 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 (laughs)
And at the end of the day, we said he was the nuclear option. The whole yeah, point of nuclear it? is you get in, you get out quickly. You get the job yeah. done. And he did. He came on, did his thing. Bang. Didn't Bang. need to do anything done. else. Do we need you to do anything else? No. Right. You rest yourself for the final. Thank you very much. Yep. Job done. All right. Uh, team selection. Let's start from the top. Team selection. Kind of expecting... No surprises, uh, were there really? No real surprises. Uh, I think they thought they could go for the old flat, flat back four is when they think they can beat the team in a trading face-to-face when he goes for the three centre-backs that's when he's respecting the opposition I think uh, yeah. roughly translated I'm just going to jump to the end before I, before we get back to the start but overall I thought I think against the Ukraine they, they, they've pretty much stayed in second gear switched into third gear just to get rid of them and I thought they might have to use another gear to uh beat Denmark but I thought it wasn't as convincing as I expected no no disrespect to Denmark I thought it was going to be a battle but I thought we, we would see a better England but I don't think uh, they were as slick overall uh, as I expected but anyway let's 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 start from the uh, the beginning England were looking good I thought uh, initially I thought the yeah, only started well didn't they yeah really well and that's that's what I meant I thought they would just continue as they started and pretty much impose their will on this game and while the Danes expected a, a battle from them I just thought we would just have too much I mean Phillips I think was chasing shadows a little bit it was it was losing 50-50s kind of in uh, in I say the first half hour that's why why Denmark managed to get some kind of foothold in in the game and then you know just jump forward and to their goal and I think that was the goal uh, the game needed in terms of if you're a neutral to make it a real contest. And what a goal. Yeah. I think Phil was joking at the time that uh, Pickford had Tyrannosaurus Rex arms for that goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a long way out. And I mean, I'm not in one in favour of these draft excluders, players lying behind the wall, but that you can see why when it's uh, on the edge of the box, not when it's 30 yards out. I mean, if you're going to hit one a daisy cutter <laughs> from 30 yards and the wall's going to jump, I mean, come on. All I'll say is the set pieces were strange all night. It's like it wasn't so much zonal marking or zonal anything. Everybody just stayed in one big clump and it was a fight for it every time a set piece went down. It was a pylon, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like under, yeah. ten, was like under tens. Yeah. We'll get to uh, why perhaps Southgate made his switch at the end. I think it kind of relates to that kind of uh, pile up on uh, set pieces because I think uh, Southgate was, when we went to one up, had one mind on that in terms of guarding against it. Mm-hmm. But at uh, anyway, one nil. It didn't. It didn't last that long. There was, you know, there was a little period where you thought they might get a second. I, I'm they not going to lie. Yeah, they had a, maybe a sort. Of, we started well, didn't we? The first ten fifteen. Then they had about a ten minutes spell, and they looked pretty good. But actually, once they scored, we kind of woke up. And yeah. We actually finished the. It was one of those first halves where you almost don't want the whistle to go. You kind yeah. of thought if this goes on another five minutes, we could keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And the, they had another little ten minute spell. But I never really thought Denmark properly got up ahead of steam. They just had little moments where you thought, yeah, these are a good team. Like the, there's no standout stars, but just sort of they're very well drilled. And then they had little moments of really good quality. Yeah, as, as we mentioned in the last podcast, I think they've they've had this kind of club mentality, this unity that's that served them very well. But when you go back, I mean, the Czechs. I mean, I saw them against Holland, even though they beat Holland, they weren't. You know, they're not a great team. And uh, you know, the Danes dispatched Wales just because I think they were ruthless. Uh, and that's what I was expecting a bit more of. I knew if. Uh, how the Danes played first half against Belgium and against Wales, then we might have a problem. But I just thought we had enough, if we clicked, to uh, dispose of them uh, 
without too much uh, problem if we were playing really well. But I thought we made kind of hard work about it. I'm, I'm not being uh, entitled here, but I just rate England as a as a good team in this tournament. I think it was. I mean, you saw obviously the, the man of the match was their goalkeeper, which probably speaks for itself. Yeah. You know, I think that the Sterling chance before we actually get the equaliser, he probably put it in the only place where he could save it. And then we had a couple of other big chances, didn't we? You know, there was the, the great save from the Maguire header in the second half. Even right at the end, you know, where Sterling burst through, I think we had we had a, you know a couple of occasions. And even like snapshots yeah. in around the penalty area, we had more than enough chances to actually put the game to bed, probably in normal time. But then you thought through extra time, because they'd already made their five changes and we'd only brought Jack on. You just thought. I mean, I think you know, we all agreed in the last the last show after the Ukraine game and the Germany game, to be fair, and through the tournament, that England's firepower will pay at some point, and it did in yeah. this game because I thought Grealish came on, and although it was a cameo, he did really well. Henderson came on, and I thought he actually calmed the game down. You know, especially that five minute period where we were playing keep ball, everything he had just went to feet. He kept it so simple. And you needed that experience head. I thought Foden, you saw much more of what he's about. Little ticky-tacker bits when we were keeping the ball again. All the subs, even Trippier did well. Speaking of Foden, I did joke in our in our WhatsApp group. I said, Foden's coming on for Grealish. <laughs> Just joking <laughs> that he would sub-sub Grealish. And what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Another prophetic <laughs> mum's moment. <Yeah. laughs> like, oh, shit, shit, I've just predicted something I didn't want to happen. Shit. Only the best gets sub-sub that's fine. Yeah, but this is probably one of the only podcasts that can speak on this subject of being sub-sub because two of us have been subbed. Done it, yeah. <laughs> In my case, it was after 10 minutes, never mind 36 or whatever it was for Grealish. Were you, hung- were you hungover or something? No, the manager actually forgot that he'd brought me on as a sub. He, he thought I'd he thought I'd started, and I was like, "Yeah, cheers for that, prick." <laughs> That's a very Sunday league way to get to get yeah. subbed off in it. It was like under thirteens as well. So, and I, I remember getting into a fight with somebody like literally five minutes after after I'd come off because I was pissed off. It's character building, isn't it? It's like you get over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got into a fight. I didn't see Grealish getting into any fights, so I, I was more pissed off, I think. But after that season. I thought, fuck these pricks. Sorry. So if Grealish follows my track, he will be trying to become uh, Irish again, I think, uh, from for next season. What happened to you, Sean? Because it happened to you as well. Oh, uh, somebody got injured after five minutes and they brought me on. And anybody that knows me knows I'm not really a 90-minute man. So <laughs> I was never lasting. <laughs> I was never lasting 85. <laughs> no, you really are a super sub then. Yeah. You're an impact player. That's it. <laughs> Ball the feet or else it's not happening. But anyway, we'll 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 talk about the the sub sub uh, in 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 a second. Um, the uh, another own goal for this tournament, which is this anything we should look into? Is it number twelve? Something ridiculous? Nah, not our one. I mean, I think if he he just puts his leg out, if he doesn't, Sterling scores. It's a great move, though, yeah. isn't it? The, the pass from Harry Kane that sets it up is world class. It's a brilliant ball. I mean, people still giving Sterling shit, but uh, for me, He's there's really no, good. There's not many people in this tournament who can get into that six-yard box. And, you know, even uh, second period of extra time, he was fancying himself. He was just going at them. He was dribbling at them. And That's you think, when you want to see him. That's what you want from him. That's when he's at his best, isn't it? Just head down, go. Because I was, you know, as I said, I, England weren't as convincing as I perhaps expected if England were firing on all cylinders. So I started to think, oh, Italy's going to be a bit trickier because, you know, this morning I was, you know, I was fancying us chances against the Italians. But then... When I saw Sterling in the second period of extra time, I thought, well, he is our, he's, he is a weapon against Italy because you've got two 35-year-olds, at least, in centre-back, and they're going to struggle to keep it. You know, I mean, they're going to have to uh, 
pull all kinds of shit house out to uh, try to stop him, and and I don't think it's going to get them very far. I think Sterling has maybe suffered at Man City without a number nine. We were talking about Harry Kane not having a friend. You know, Sterling when he plays at City the last season without Aguero, without a with a, a false nine, it's just he's not as effective. He's back back in the England team as soon as it, you know, as almost like he's back home playing with a you know a central striker, and he's he is he's in behind him, he's beyond him, he's 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 everywhere. I mean, you can't fault him. No, I thought he had a very good game today. You know, six shots on target. Sorry, three on target, six in total. I mean, he was uh, the main man peppering uh, uh, Schmeichel. They would just mention Schmeichel. So, I mean, the commentator still makes me laugh. Unbelievable save by Schmeichel. Like when it hits it straight at him and it hits him in the stomach. Yeah. He, he just happened to be there. It's not, a, you know, it's, it's literally not a save because he would be nowhere else. It's not as if his positioning is great or whatever. It's, if it was either side of him, it's a goal. Or even below him, he could have just kept it on the floor and it would go under his foot and in. One of those draft excluders might have been lying down there. They might have stopped it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I thought I thought Mason Mount was bright, and I, I quite like yeah. his enthusiasm. He's, you know, he's kind of everywhere. And I like Rice. Rice is bec- fast becoming one yeah. of my sort of favourite players outside of Villaverse. I, I really he's so, like he's so upright, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's like, uh, he's erect, kind of quite... if you prefer. <laughs> yeah, quite lanky and erect, so. But again, you know, over 95% pass completion, which I remember... That's what you want in that position. Reading it? that out in the last game as well. So that's his kind of... Uh, he's, he's very tidy, but also gets, you know, gets stuck in second half. He was pressing a bit higher up the pitch and uh, keeping them uh, basically contained in their own half. I mean, Phillips, I was surprised he stayed on, actually, in, instead of Rice. Yeah, I, th- I think he just... He gives you legs, though, doesn't he, Phillips? I think he would have... Just to, just to try and get as many minutes out of him, you know, to get keep the energy up because Henderson gives you a, a different kind of player, but he's not going to dash around and smash into tackles. He's more of a keep it steady, which was exactly what they needed when they brought him on. I didn't yeah. know if uh, if Foden might just drift much more centrally and just say to him, get on the ball and run the game, which he kind of did a little bit, but we've only seen you know, fleeting glimpses really of what he can do. But uh, in terms of Grealish, he's, he has established himself as the first man... Oh to yeah, come it, was, on. It, was, it was the obvious move. Yeah. And he, you could hear straight away, didn't he? The, the game had gone flat again, and he lifted yeah. the crowd and he lifted the team. And for that alone, it's like that is worth the change, just to give yeah, that no, bit exactly. of belief to everyone. And he just he changes the situation because you saw as soon as he got the ball, the Denmark players all of a sudden were just backing off. Yeah, and he had three or four yeah. occasions where we just he, he faced up the, the the fullbacks and they doubled up on him. I mean, he made a few misplaced passes. Uh, I think in the first ten minutes or so when it, when he was on, and then once he got on the ball. Then you started to see him really get into it, but he was integral in terms of well, as you know, England did suddenly have a, a foothold on the game, and and we had conversations uh, during the game, and well, I don't know if I was talking to you or my other friends, but I was saying I think you know England will win, you know they have to win this in extra time, but I think they will win it in extra time. I, I yeah. said to some people because it would looked confident. And in terms of Southgate was starting to play his cards, first Grealish came on, then Foden came on, and it was just like, well, this they look up for it. Because, you know, like Grealish, Foden, they're like coiled springs because of this situation where they're not starting because they're so up for it. Everybody wants to get involved. And I don't, you know, I know that, like, the, I mean, I think the English or the FA, the English uh, team have done really well on their social media in terms of putting across this kind of vibe of the, of the squad. Well, it's like in- England United, isn't it? I think they're all uh, reasonably on, you know, they're all youngish on the same kind of age uh, bandwidth. And I, th- I think they all, you know, have a good laugh 
there and i think that's uh, i think there's a, probably a better spirit there's no kind of egos really like previous uh, world cups and european championships well you haven't i think with this team you've got lots of quality players but unlike maybe a generation back you don't have a you don't have a starting lineup full of sort of captains you know lampard yeah. gerard neville ferdinand terry etc which i know you need leaders and leaders are important but sometimes because of that everybody wants to be the main man yeah i think everybody trusts the collective here i think when guys come in as you said they actually slot into the system whereas in years gone by we had a a pretty good squad but it was always a bit square pegs round holes wasn't it in that golden so-called golden generation yeah and there's, and there's a bit of i think there's a lot more flexibility with these players i mean we discussed couple of podcasts ago how the uh some of the defense were interchangeable but that also applies to uh some of the attacking players i mean like sterling you know Grealish comes on sterling switches to the right yeah there's just that it's a, bit, a little bit more fluidity yeah and, and speak and speaking of the defense i mean i know pickford had probably a difficult night i think that was a lot of it was mental with him he looked very highly strung but i thought Maguire and stones again Excellent, Luke Shaw, solid again, and Kyle Walker. Uh, he was, just, I thought he was very good. Yeah, yeah. superb. His pace, his recovery, the little burst that he gives you is—it's match-winning. His ability to recover, and he gets you up the pitch quickly. And also, you know, people talk about experience, and you know, experience can translate to just being old. But he's somebody that you actually see his experience being applied. It's wily, isn't it? Yeah, just some of his positioning and and how he outfoxes uh, players, you know, one on one. Then you know, positions his body, etc. You know, he has been a, a standout, and you know, you need that kind of uh, performance if you're going to try to win a tournament because he's going to be needed against the Italians. I mean, Jesus, uh, that's another level. Uh, well, it's, it's it's all about recovery now, isn't it? Well, no, it's about combat. Batting shithousery, and uh, it's going to be a real. There's going to be. Uh, I mean, you know, it was tense tonight just because there's that block of getting into the final. But you fancied us ultimately against mm-hmm. Denmark. Well, you knew that ultimately we we we, we were a, a superior team tonight. Italy, Italy it's more even. it's more of a fifty fifty. Yeah, and all these you know mind games and you know shithousery all comes into play, and, and you know ultimately t- a, t- a tips the balance. Yeah, and tactically. Mancini's a very switched-on coach. Yeah. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
But uh, in terms of the uh, the sub-sub, I thought at that stage, I mean, the penalty, uh, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. But what made it worse was the penalty was dubious. I mean, you know, that's the good news is, you know, we, we play for these penalties as well now. I mean, right. we used to be victims to it. Now we play for them. That's a, that's a Manchester coaching. <laughs> it's, a, it's a winner's mentality, that is. <laughs> but it is, yeah, it's winning at any cost. But uh, just the way they conceded, the injustice of it hurt. Denmark and you could see them wilter a bit and I thought at that stage actually it was a bit more the Dean Smith your best form of attack is to get the third I think the third was there it was on a few occasions and you know Grealish holds the ball so he's he's good I mean remember that uh, semi-final against Leicester where we you know yes. we had the lead and you're glad that Grealish is there because once he's got the ball he occupies uh, and he keeps the ball away from them and he's hard to get the ball off so Maybe Southgate didn't consider that. But at the same time... Uh, you get the thinking to go back three, full-backs, match them. and Yeah, it's just like he's got the short straw. Foden had been on for five minutes. And he's not going to take a defensive midfielder off. And another thing, it, he's not going to take a penalty if the worst comes to the worst. No, and then Kane is your number nine. Sterling has got straight-line speed, which... I mean, Jack's quick, but he's not lightning. He's quick with the ball, isn't he, rather yeah, than uh, straight-line speed. Yeah, so... It was just unfortunate for him. I think you know, Southgate will probably, I haven't seen the post-match stuff, but I'm sure it will come out that he will say, you know, Jack was just unlucky. A uh, quick, uh, quick uh, Jack Grealish touch count in his little cameo. How many minutes was it? 36, 37. How many touches did he get? Uh, seven. Phil, sure. I did better not. I'm going to go 16. He got 26. Oof. Wow. So against Germany, masterclass against Germany, only seven, but he had like you know incredible impact. But uh, yeah, twenty six. He must have been knackered. That's why he had to come off. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Loading the shins always get swollen after twenty five touches. So he had one too many, so they had to take him off. (laughs) (laughs) But it's all about winning, and we have. And Jack will admit that. He'll go, okay, fine. And this isn't about ego. It isn't about silly fans saying, uh, you know, Southgate's to see you next Tuesday because he's still their favourite player or there's an agenda. You know, you've got to think it's the way of the samurai. There's no ego. You you know, it's it's one for the team. And ultimately, uh, Southgate decided on the path, right, let's just wrap this up. Which they did really professionally, as I said earlier. Five minutes of keep ball at the end of the game. That was so... Not English like normally yeah. it'd be right. Pump it in the corner, but Foden, Trippier, Walker in the on. It was generally down the right hand side, but we just kept the ball superbly. Henderson, I think, was he just killed the game for us. It was exactly the right change at that moment. I think Southgate actually got his tactics in extra time spot on. Even though we could have killed the game, the third would have killed it. But and we were playing ten men for the majority yeah. of the uh, second period of extra time. So Southgate's just taking. He's playing the percentages, and the end, get, end goal is to win. Yep. And personally, I'd have thought, well, fuck it, you know, let's keep ball for the last two minutes, not the last, you know, five six minutes. Let's go, and, let's put the sword through them. But uh, since they're yeah, down to ten men, that's something that England have been generally been appalling at, especially in tournaments down the years. So I can appreciate people uh, getting, you know, and there's arguments for keeping Grealish on. As we said, he's one of the, in terms of a ball sticking to him, he's, he's handy to have in those situations where you want to keep ball and, and wind the clock down. And on the break, I mean, he'd have been great fun to watch with sort of five minutes to go, wouldn't he? But it is, it, it, I think he's just got the short straw there just because of the length of time he was on the pitch and who was who was actually on the pitch uh, 
Yeah, he wanted to be, keep the more defensive players on. And going back to the uh, what we we're talking about on set pieces, it was a bit more like schoolboy football where everybody piles in. I think that's why Southgate decided to go to the three centre backs just to make sure uh, mm-hmm. we weren't we wasn't going to get compromised on set pieces. So I think the good thing about Southgate is you have to say he is tactically aware and will nullify you know the the worst case scenario and the common denominators even if it's putting you know people's noses out of sync but you you see you know reactions oh that's it he subbed off Grealish I'm not watching England anymore it's like I fucking get 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 over yourself I hope we get hammered and he gets sacked and all that yeah I hope we get hammered and he gets for fuck's sake once in a fucking (laughs) lifetime England get to a final so uh, just there's bigger bigger things just enjoy it (laughs) and your man Grealish your man Grealish is is you know seventh heaven he is in a position that that England players have not been for over half a century, so uh, don't worry about being sub subbed. Imagine, uh, imagine how Ben Chilwell feels. He's just won a Champions League final and he hasn't had a kick all tournament. Rashford, exactly. Rashford, like, Sancho. There's a list of players that haven't really had what you'd call a fair crack at the whip. But Grealish has has knocked up caps in tournament and delivered. You know, because all he's done is played a few friendlies. So, uh, you know, there is a leap of faith. Because when you're going into tournament football, normally you want tried and trusted players that have got some caps under the belt. So he is uh, in his position at the moment doing, you know, doing very well. Yep. You know, if a bit of context, he's played a few fluffy friendly games. Now he's in a proper tournament and uh, is an integral part of, of that match day squad because he's getting on and he's influencing games. And, uh, you know, the, who's the first man Southgate's called upon? It's Bing Grealish. So uh, above, champ, you know, Champions League players, league title winners. So uh, there's no fucking agenda. And in other international news, congratulations to Douglas Louise and Emmy Martinez, who will be facing off in the uh, Copper America final, won't they? Yeah, well, I, I wanted to talk about this because I did not know Martinez was such a bad boy. What a shit oh, out! I thought I thought he was a nice guy. I thought he was a nice, smiley, friendly. You know, he's a really a, decent, smiling, really decent <laughs> chap. He's a he's a fucking piece of work, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> fucking hell, doing the old thr- crotch thrust when he saved a penalty, winding them up, giving them all kinds of don't, shit. I don't want to stereotype, but um, Argentinians have that in them, and now we've got two of them, so I can't wait for next season. Yeah, beautiful. Apparently, uh, shithouse in a translated to Argentinian is Casa de Mierda. Yeah, (laughs) Casa de Mierda. I think I commented, uh, I think it was in Match Club, if England had Martinez in goal and were heading to penalties, you were like, yeah, no problem. (laughs) Just bring it on. I'll just go and get get another beer from the fridge. Sure calls it, it's a buy. (laughs) And and you'd be looking forward to it. But with Pickford, I was thinking, I think we need to deal with this in extra time and i thought we would and did but yeah sorry back to martinez i mean that's going to be an interesting face-off i, I keep looking at villa now i'm thinking next season you're looking at Grealish, you're looking at mings that now have that international gravitas you're talking about martinez who is now one of the best you know argentina you've got always got to consider them as one of the top five or six international teams if not higher and he if he's their number one now he's going to have swollen balls and now he's a big mr shithouse as well he's uh I'm, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to the, the, you know, the Premier League season. Never mind uh, the uh, European Championship final. That 
got Southgate's words on Grealish here. Southgate on, on Grealish goes, um, he's fine. He understood. He was terrific when he came on and he gave us momentum. But we know when they've gone down, that's Denmark behind in games, they've thrown four men up front. So we needed to get an extra defender on just to make sure we were more solid. And I wanted to keep Raheem Sterling's speed on. So it meant taking off one of the two boys who had just come on. And like we said before, he wasn't taking off Foden. He'd only been on five minutes. You keep the fresher one on. Yeah. See, he's a master class. He's, 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 he knows what he's doing, Southgate. He's, his IQ is above a lot of these uh, squirrel brains that give him shit and just call him a C-U-N-T all the time. And before the game, to be fair to Southgate, he said, we have learned from the mistakes of our last semi-final. Yeah. Now, that Croatia game, they didn't change in game, did they? It was the same plan. It, didn't, it, it, it stopped working. They didn't have a plan B. Tonight, they changed their shape. They reshuffled the pack. They had loads on the bench. And you just think you're in really good shape going into this final. Yeah, I mean, and you're going to have to be. And I want this is why I wanted it, Italy. I mean, yes, you want to win this tournament, and but I mean, you could make a case for either Spain or Italy being the hardest, harder team mm-hmm. to. Uh, They're just different overcome sides, aren't they? It was a clash of real clash of styles that provoked an intriguing game in the other semi final. But I just want Italy for the for the for the passion for the shithousery, and I just want to see their tears if we win. <laughs> To the sound of na 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 na, but there's a lot of uh, Italians in London as well, so uh, I think it'd be more of an occasion. It'll be a great atmosphere, won't it? Sunday will be a great day. Yeah. Shame it's like an eight o'clock Sunday game, really though. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, and I think you you will see Grealish. Uh, you know, he will play a part in the final because this is not going to be uh, an easy day. Southgate's right; he gives you momentum. And you need that in knockout football. And he'll give the Italians something to think about. And they'll be admiring his haircut as well. One of the best team, you know, defensive teams, uh, well, historically, but also, uh, I mean, before that Spain game, they, what, conceded two goals in about two years or something crazy like that? Mancini, I didn't know he'd drilled this. He'd actually resurrected them like a phoenix from the flames because they failed to get into the World Cup. But now they're on this astonishing uh, unbeaten record. Set up have to lose sometime, don't they? Well, yeah, no, exactly. But they're, but you know, people are saying, "Oh, this isn't you know, easy for England." But it's typical English, you know. There's always English people that will undermine the achievements of England when they finally uh, actually do something. But Germany would have walked in; they'd be probably uh, in the final now if we hadn't beaten them. They were decent enough, so uh, that was the main scalp in terms of who we should beat on paper: Ukraine, Denmark. I mean, Denmark. I thought was a potential banana skin just from the spirit they'd shown and uh, how they played collectively as a team and they were the last team to beat us at Wembley weren't they as well yeah well they've Nations they've, League. they've done very well in the last uh, their recent form against us is, is yeah, uh, pretty sensational so uh, Italy I mean we're not going to talk about it let's just ha- let it happen it's going to be uh, I think it's the best final we could have probably asked for uh, Yep. I mean, I, I, I kind of fancy it above, you know, if you could pick your final, it's probably better than the French, I would say. As a, uh, I mean, England, France would be good, but Italy, there's still a little bit, I mean, we, we, owe, we owe them for that penalty, uh, Perlo, <laughs> Perlo's little... Ah, uh, uh, yes, it was 2012, wasn't it, the Penenka? Yeah, but he, but Hart deserved that, and, and Perlo did say in the interview after, he said he was being really cocky and uh, getting ahead of himself, so I thought I'd bring him down a few rungs. And, you know, within a couple of years, Joe Hart was at Burnley, wasn't he? Yeah, it's like respect to Perlo because uh, he did it just to just deflate him and deflate his ego. 
But now we are we know the way of the samurai. We can sub sub players. They don't they don't care. They know the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is winning and hopefully beating Italy this weekend to witness something that uh, most of us that are listening to the show have not experienced in our lifetimes, and that's A, England being in a final, and B, actually winning it. Yeah, let's, let's go and win it. Even Phil's up for this. Oh, yeah, it's like, it's like an unwritten rule. I mean, it, it's funny It's funny <laughs> if England go out before a final, but whenever you actually, if you ever actually get one, you have to win it. So, yeah, full steam ahead. Yeah, it's the Villa way. If you're going to get into a European final, you've got to win it. So uh, hopefully uh, Grealish and Mings... Etel will uh, bring it home and uh, what a Premier League season it's going to be next year with all these international winners in our team. Absolutely. I mean, there's going to be international finalists, international tournament finalists in our team, but we want winners, like more than just one if uh, Martinez or Louise wins it, depending on who wins that uh, ding-dong between uh, Brazil and Argentina. Right, uh, I'm going to finish my beer. Oh, one more last thing. There is, uh, by the time you listen to this, I probably have a, another uh, fan consultation group meeting with the club. We'll find out more. It's, it's like an operations meeting. So we'll find out all about... Uh, the logistics of fans returning, uh, the kit situation, because uh, to my calculations, Kappa expires this season, and they've got some announcements about Villa TV, etc., etc. So uh, stay tuned for that, and I will do a uh, Patreon extra podcast on the last couple of fan consultation group meetings to give you a little bit uh, more insight than uh, just the notes. So uh, please do, if you haven't already, uh, support the show and get access to the uh, Patreon Extra channel, podcast channel, and also access to Match Club uh, by joining as a uh, mom's patron. Go to myomansaid.com and check out the uh, Patreon link on the menu and uh, sign up there. Right, until uh, hopefully glory that we've never witnessed in our lifetime. Well, most of us anyway, apart from the old folks out there. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from them. Goodbye. Goodbye. Na na na. <laughs> na na na. Na na na. Na na na. Nobody wants to join in. Na na na. 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 Na Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.